Stop letting life happen to you. It is time to take your life in your own hands and be the creator of your own life. It is your time to live your best life today. Hi, you guys. My name is Cherie. Welcome to Whose Life Is It Anyway? (laughs) Hi, you guys. I am so excited for you guys to join me back on my new podcast and Thank you for giving it a try and coming and hanging out for the day. I am super excited to be able to put this new podcast out. This is something that I've really wanted to do for a long time. One of my most favorite things in this world is getting to know people, getting to know what's in their hearts, who they are, and what they see for their future. And the reason for that is, is I just think that with the way that our world is with social media, we tend to get very disconnected. Even though we're connected on so many different platforms out there, it's something that I think is actually kind of separating us because we don't get together and have conversations with people and really see who they are, what's in their heart, and what they have to give to the world. And I was originally going to start this podcast out in a different way, and this was kind of a last minute interview, so I am grateful to my friend here who are being able to join me today. Um, But I was going to release the first one after Mother's Day, and I love being a mother so much. Being a mom is one of the most beautiful gifts that you could ever have in this life. And I just thought, why don't I start this off on the, the day of the year that means the most to me and bring somebody to this conversation who can give that beautiful gift to others. And so I wanted to bring this story to you guys because I actually don't know Jess too well. We're just kind of getting to know each other a little bit here on my couch. And um, the cool thing about it is I'm gonna get to know her just along the way as you guys are gonna get to know her and her story. I've, I've seen tidbits of her story on social media. Um, I actually know her through another friend and I've just been inspired by her story and the beautiful gift that she gives to families. So I wanted to introduce you guys to my friend, Jess Holmes. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Jess. Um, <laughs> so um, kind of what I want to know um, from the beginning. So why don't you tell people what you do exactly? And then I'll kind of get into the backstory of how you came about, how this all came about and what your reason is for doing it. Okay. Um, so I'm a surrogate. I'm a gestational carrier. There are actually two different types of surrogacy. There's gestational uh, surrogacy, and that's where that's what I'm doing. Um, the embryo is not genetically mine, okay. so it's just um, both mom and dad. It's their their cells, and they made the baby. It's their DNA. It's not any way, shape, or form at mine at all. Um, I just carry and love the child until they are ready to come into this world and meet their family. That's so. that's amazing. I mean. The thing I think that I'm so drawn to with your story, honestly, is the fact that after I had my second baby, I actually had a really hard time getting pregnant. It actually, I actually wanted to have my kids two years apart. And at, when I was trying to have my third baby, it took four years for me to get pregnant. And, and that's hard. <laughs> I just know how hard that mm-hmm. is. And, I, hard. and I'm going to try not to cry on this. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> we should have tissues like right here. <laughs> I know. I should have thought about that. <laughs> but for me, I think that's what was so beautiful about your stories because I know that struggle. And um, here we go. I'm sorry. Anytime I talk about being a mom, I, I start to cry. But 
Um, I know going through that time for me was very, very hard Mm -hmm. because every month that you find out that you're not pregnant, Mm -hmm. that ends up being like your worst day again. And to have that happen over and over again for years is one of the hardest things a woman can go through. It's hard. There's a lot of definitely, um, I, I know child loss. I actually miscarried triplets. A lot of people don't know that about me. Um, it was between, so I have three boys, my two oldest and my youngest. So it would have been, we would have became a family and we would have had five kids like overnight. Like if I would have carried those babies to term. Um, and you know, life's funny. And I look at it now, like I didn't always look at it this way, but I've healed from it. I've grown and I've looked at it now that it's just, it's a blessing. It was a blessing in disguise because at that time in my life, I was not ready to take that on mentally, emotionally. I was not ready to just have five kids, three of them all be the same age. Like you're trying to care for three <laughs> babies at once. Like that's insane. Like it's crazy. So yeah. Um, and I actually want to show, yeah. show a picture of your cute family because you really do have such a beautiful family. So thank you. How old are their ages now? Um, so the, this one's, this photo is probably about two years old, but now they are about, uh, my oldest will be 11 in June and my middle child's eight and my baby's five. He just turned five at the beginning of this year and they are a handful. <laughs> they are so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Boys, boys are boys. They are just so, I mean, my boys, I guess my boys are rowdy and rambunctious and fun and, but I wouldn't have it any other way. They're constantly making me laugh. They're constantly challenging me and it's great. I love that. That's actually like one of the reasons why I started following you and started like seeing some of the things that you post because your your family is just such a beautiful family. And then mm-hmm. when I heard when you actually wrote something on social media about what you were doing, um, I just was drawn to your story and and everything that goes into it, all the emotions like. I think about being able to do this for somebody and I don't know if I could do it. And I don't know that very many women out there could do it. Um, I think it'd be very hard because I know that there is that bond as you're... There is. And I get asked that a lot. I get asked, you know, was it hard to give the baby away? Was it hard to... And I've, to me, I'm not giving the baby away because it was never mine to begin with. Yeah. Um, but there still is that bond. There's still that caring, that love, that nurturing that goes into it. And yeah, you're, you're, with, you're with this child for nine months, right? Like... That's a lot just to be like, here you go. Yeah. But it's it's more like loving them from afar like you would like your niece or your nephew. Like yeah. it's kind of that that relationship, that dynamic. And it's really um my middle child actually through the last um surrogacy, he came up with the term cousin. So he calls um baby Dalton, which was the first baby that I had carried for this family. Um, he calls him his cousin, cousin Dalton, baby Dalton is cousin Dalton. So they're our cousins. So, and we've just a beautiful relationship has formed with them. They're amazing people. They are more than deserving of, of children. And it's sad because people take it for granted every day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first moment I experienced that taking it for granted because I, I did before I had my second baby, I actually had an eptopic pregnancy. Oh, wow. And that was very traumatic for me. I mean, more traumatic than even like some that other people go through because of the way my doctor and the nurses kind of handled yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, we didn't have insurance at the time, but I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to have another baby. And so we were planning a way to make it work out. And when I was pregnant with this baby and I found out that it was an eptopic pregnancy, 
um, my doctor, actually it was the nurse, she called me on a Friday night after they got the results back with what was going on because they had done an ultrasound and saw that it was getting smaller and Mm -hmm. that it wasn't getting the nutrition that it was needing. And then when they found out that it was actually not in the right place, right? So they wanted to do some other tests and everything. And they called me back on a Friday evening. So I'm going into the weekend where you can't call your doctor or have any type of... um, I don't know, just needing to talk to somebody who understood what you were going through because I had no idea what I was going through. And my nurse called me and she says, this is an ectopic pregnancy. This is what this means. Um, if we let this keep growing, it could kill you and the baby. The baby's not going to be able to grow outside of where it's supposed to be, right? And, and I was just in shock, I mm. remember. And I got off the phone and I just had this weird, overwhelming, like, feeling of fear because all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not going to get to have this baby that I want so bad, but also could I die? And that's what it kind of left me with. Right. And I started freaking out. Like I was just bawling uncontrollably over the weekend. And my husband's like, okay, if it was a bigger emergency, they would be bringing you into the hospital, you know? And so I was just like in this freak out moment and because we didn't have insurance, it was going to, they sent me over to this hospital to go get, go have the baby removed so that it wouldn't affect my health as well. And I remember walking in and they're like, oh, well, you need to pay, this whole thing's going to cost like $28,000 and we need $7,000 up front for us to go That's through ridiculous. that. <laughs> That's so like, oh, yeah, because so I didn't have insurance mm-hmm. and it was so frustrating. And I just walked out of that hospital. I was like, I don't, have seven thousand dollars to get started with this you know so i just like remember driving home and i'm just bawling the whole time thinking that i'm gonna lose my life too you know luckily my doctor was amazing and she was was able to make it work in her office for me to get myself to where i needed to be but i was going through all of that and i was working at this place where this woman was had just had a baby not too long ago and she wasn't married she wasn't didn't have any like she had babies from different fathers and she was having babies because of the the help that she was getting from the government and she like explained that to me and she was pregnant again and she was just walking around just telling everybody how much money she would get from the government for having another baby this was like her fifth Mm -hmm. baby and here I was just wanting my second baby, you know, yeah. and and realizing how others can take that beautiful gift for granted was mm-hmm. just kind of horrifying to me mm-hmm. and what I was going through. And so becoming a mother and that whole process has always been such a traumatic thing for me because it doesn't happen so easily for me like it did other people. My first baby, super easy, you know. (laughs) But you never know what life's going to bring you, you know. Yeah, you don't. So I wanted to know a little bit about what made you, what your why is and why you wanted to do something like this. Um, So my why is kind of more like why not? Um, And that's because pregnancy is easy for me. And it's not easy for a lot of women. And my heart breaks when I hear stories that, oh, I had morning sickness till I was like 30 weeks pregnant. And, um, you know, I have a, some friends and family that I know that like they, it was so bad they even lost their jobs like because they couldn't go into work. And it's hard. And I think women don't get a fair break when they're pregnant. 
Um, but just being able to carry a full-term pregnancy and just have it be kind of just like, quote-unquote, boring, you know, like, yeah. that, and I don't know, that's probably a bad term to use, but for me, they are, that's just kind of like, okay, I have a baby here, and we just get to go about our day-to-day, and there's usually no, I mean, up in, this is number five, like, pregnancy, and, um, well, with the exception of the miscarriage, there's been, like, no surprises, everything's just status quo and good, and and life's good and so it's like yeah why not why not give somebody that gift and my kids make me so happy uh, you know daily and you know your mom mm-hmm. it's it's difficult at times yes but the reward trumps oh yeah that difficulty and so it's just it's just so worth it like it, like why not why not give somebody that gift if you're if you're capable of it why not experience that and it's allowed me to grow as an individual it's allowed my family to grow like my kids are so they're so open now to it because of the process and like including them and just making sure that they have the facts Yeah, I think is very important and they understand from day one that like this is what we're doing it's not our baby we can't keep it it doesn't belong to us and then they get to love and nurture and help help me grow the baby and then when he comes or she comes they get to see him and hold him and and love them and then you know, like a cousin, you know, or yeah. like, like you're, you know, just kind of that same, that same dynamic or like a best friend. And then we see him occasionally and, and it's great. So it's just, it's really helped my family grow. Yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I think it's the most beautiful gift you can really give to anybody in any family because, you know, I have had friends that have also gone through adopting and fostering. And that's hard. That's not always easy. That's it's a process. super hard. I have friends that have done that, and it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where they're like, well, what if the family backs out last minute and we don't get our baby? And, you know, they're invested in it emotionally and financially, everything else. Yeah. Um, and so they've, they've, like, I've had people ask me, they're like, well, how would, what would you rather do, surrogacy or adoption? And it's like, honestly, like... I don't blame you either way. Like, I think they're both great. It's both a great gift, but just to, it's, they're both difficult and they both have their own struggles, but it, it's even hard for those families that just say, okay, we're going to go with adoption because it's easier, but it's not a guarantee. Yeah. It's not, so. Yeah. Actually, one of my friends that went through that, um, they found out that they would never have kids, you know, so they worked with an agency and had this girl who was 16 who was pregnant and so they actually knew from I think the fourth month that they were going to have this baby and they kind of started with this relationship and all of that process and then the day came that she had the baby and when she held they actually she held the baby and Mm -hmm. she decided she didn't want to give them the baby and she took them home she took the baby home so here's this couple who had been waiting for like like four and a half months for this new baby that they knew that they couldn't have on their own and their heart and everything goes into it and then she took the baby home and said no never mind I changed my mind and luckily after a couple of weeks of having the baby she realized that it was going to be a lot harder than what she had had thought it was going to be and they ended up still getting to have that baby she actually brought the baby back to them and so and that doesn't always no, happen. that doesn't happen hardly <laughs> ever. Usually that mom holds that baby and she's like, yep, this is mine. I'm keeping it. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, good for her for accepting, you know, that she 
maybe that wasn't her path and yeah. you know and there's no shame in that I, there's mm-hmm. no shame in whatever decision you make it's hard mother motherhood is hard yeah it's definitely a, it's definitely a job it's, yeah you know <laughs> yeah it's work sometimes yeah I so how did you come in contact with this family was this a family and this is the second baby that you are having is for the same family right? yes yeah okay. so there it's the same family um the first one was a boy this one's a girl um through genetic testing they're able to to know all of that but um i i actually got in touch with them through an agency okay. um i just wanted to i felt like i get asked a lot like why didn't you just do it for somebody you knew why didn't you do it for like friends or family and i just felt like that was a little too close for comfort. I yeah. still wanted my family to have their sense of privacy throughout the whole process. Because, um, like, if it was a cousin or somebody, you know, like, they might yeah. be over at your house all the time watching you, looking at yeah. everything you do, kind of nitpicking maybe. And, yeah. you know, oh, don't eat that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. that pressure. So it's like, I don't want that, you know? Yeah. I don't mind if they come to the appointments and they, you know, they're involved that way. But... I wanted I wanted my privacy and so I did I talked to an agency and they got me um, set up with a couple families I had interviewed and you actually so it's um, it's a mutual decision between both you so like it has to be a yes on both ends mm-hmm. it's not it's never forced so if if it doesn't if it's not a good connection then the agency won't ever recommend it mm-hmm. so but they ask you you fill out like a huge bio on yourself like favorite song favorite movie favorite memory like just random things there's tons of questions yeah so it was it was quite a process and I had actually gone through four agencies and I was denied three of the four and the fourth one accepted me and yeah so it's just they all kind of have their own there's like a standard that they follow a medical standard and and some of them just I don't know I don't know what it was they didn't like about me but (laughs) Someone liked something. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is, it's just such an interesting yeah, thing, you know. Um, I I think me being in the place where I was when I couldn't get pregnant, I probably would have just been like, yes, whoever can give me a baby, yeah. you know. So I had no idea that that's yeah. how it works. So that's yeah. good to know. And it's sad too because I feel like some people, some, they call them, um, so it's intended parents. That's the term used mm-hmm. throughout the process is intended parents. And they... I feel like they struggle finding a match sometimes. Like sometimes it probably happens really quick, you know, and other mm-hmm. times it probably takes a long time. And and it's because it has to be mutual on both sides. Like it has to be agreed. Yeah. And and a good fit. Cause, I don't know. Some people could be really weird about religious beliefs mm-hmm. or something like this. Or they might have strong beliefs as far as like politics even, the way the world is. And they don't want like, you know... A Republican raising their liberal baby, or you know what I mean? Like there's oh, yeah, there's weird yeah, okay. there's weird opinions and mm-hmm. things, and so it just depends on, you know, how far they wanna they wanna take it. But yeah, that's super yeah. interesting. And I'm just very I'm very laid back. I'm very just you do you, I do me. I don't care. We can live in the same world and be happy. Yeah. And and that's how they are. They're very they're very loving, very kind, very generous. They're yeah. and they've allowed me one thing that's interesting. Um, throughout the process with their first baby, COVID had happened. And I don't think either of us were prepared for that and what that was going to mean. Yeah. So it definitely put a wrench in things. Was that before COVID kind of hit officially? Yeah, so we had signed contracts and everything and and started the process. And I got approved by her clinic and everything. And then in 2020 is when COVID kind of just 
took off. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Everything shut down. The whole world shut down. Yeah. And um, some of the clinics, a lot of the fertility clinics were shutting down. Like they were like wow. just not shutting down completely, but they were like more, more um, stringent on what they would do and what they wouldn't do. Yeah. And, and it really kind of tested us a lot. Like yeah. it tested me and I was like, I don't know if this is something I want to do. Like if I have to do all this now, like, so it was, wow. it was a process. So is that before you had the baby put in t- inside? Like, I don't know the term. So yes, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, the term would be. I'm so bad. <laughs> it's I fine. should have researched no, this a little bit more. No, it's okay. I, my hope in doing this is just to spread awareness for surrogacy and what it is. So it's great that, like, yeah. you know, not everybody's going to know. And I talk about it sometimes. Like, I just assume everybody knows. But yeah. um, so, like, implantation, when they, um, they would implant the embryo. So, yes, it was before that. Okay. And I was like, well, we're going to have to start. We have to now get COVID tests. And for me and my husband, because he would go with me to New York, um, that's where their clinic was. And so oh, wow. we'd have to get COVID tests before, like two of them, before we even got on the plane. Which is scary in yeah. itself because that was a really hot zone for mm-hmm. COVID. And you, yeah. and that was like. I as- was, and she was, she was even, we hadn't even talked about it because she knew I was nervous about it. And she said, I'm even willing to like transfer clinics for you, whatever you want to do. Like, because she didn't want me to back out. And I think is she here in this area or is she in New York? So they were in New York prior to COVID. COVID happened. New York just kind of became like a ghost town and she Mm -hmm. was not happy. And you could tell she was kind of depressed. I was like, ah, we got to get out. We got to change. So they moved to Florida. Okay. So they're in Florida now and they seem really happy there. Um, that's crazy. I mean, I know cause we were living in Hawaii when COVID happened Mm -hmm. and, we it was such a weird world when all that happened because you we just didn't know what was happening or how it would affect everybody and mm-hmm. everything started shutting down i remember the day that we decided to move back and really our reasoning for wanting to move back is we were right next to where everything was happening and our island that we were living on was shutting down and people like our jobs were shutting down yeah. and we really were like okay should we just try to see it through and maybe it keeps going and we lose all of our savings that we've had or we use Mm -hmm. our savings to get back to where we know family is you know and as we were coming back to utah um that was when the earthquake happened and so we had actually because they had shut down some of the airports we had to fly through um through washington or no oregon sorry oregon and we it ended up just being this weird thing i mean being in an airport where there was like nobody there it was kind of like the apocalypse and you're just like <laughs> kind of freaking out thinking yeah, like what am i coming happen. home yeah. to you know because where we were we didn't actually see too many things shut down quite yet we left a little bit early because i was worried about my parents and just the mm-hmm. age that they were getting at and their health and everything and i want to make sure they were taken care of and and i'm very close to my family family is like a huge deal to me like and i yeah. love that i even my kids nowadays, like they just love every moment that we get to spend as a family. And I think that was the scariest part was coming back. And then there was earthquakes happening and they were shutting down the airport at, in Salt Lake. So we couldn't even fly back to where we were trying to get to. And it was a crazy time. So I can't even imagine taking on this big responsibility and not even knowing what your health is going to be like, but the baby's health and this new family and all the traveling. I mean, 
that would have been really intense. So I totally understand <laughs> what yeah. was brought. Like, I don't really understand what was going through your head, but I can imagine can how, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how crazy that ended it up was, being. Yeah, but it worked out. It worked out good. They took a chance and we just rolled with it and it, it ended up great. So That's awesome. So when you, um, just going through this first one that you went through, how it, was it things that you had to work through with your family and like emotions and with your relationship um, with your husband or has it always been pretty easy or? Honestly, I'm really lucky. My husband is super supportive. Anything I've ever like been like, hey, I want to do this and I get this crazy idea. Um, <laughs> Some of us do that as women, like, yeah, right? We get these yeah, crazy right? ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go skydiving. Like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We just, we come up with these crazy random things that we want to do. And, and he's just like, yeah, you do you. It's fine. Like I support you. And, and he tells me all the time, he's like, I enjoy you pregnant. Like he makes jokes and stuff, but like, I know, um, I feel like, and maybe you can relate to this too, maybe. Um, but I feel like when you're pregnant, you're kind of like different, like you, yeah. you yourself are just different. And maybe it's the glow that yeah. like everybody talks about with pregnant women, but I truly feel like I'm a different person when I'm pregnant versus when I'm not. Yeah. Like I feel like it, pregnancy makes me a little more patient, more nurturing, more kind. Do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just kind of more. Yeah. I was actually really lucky with my pregnancies when I actually did get pregnant. I loved the whole process. I didn't really get sick a ton with yeah. any of my pregnancies either. Easy. I mean, I didn't get really sick with them either, but, um, the cool thing about it is that was what part of what I loved so much about having my babies is mm -hmm. just that opportunity to have that bond and fill them inside of you and know that you are creating this miracle. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. kind of like what gives you that feeling of like being a little different, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, what an even more amazing thing is to be able to have that feeling, but know that you're giving the most beautiful gift of all. And I think that's, amazing um with your with what you were going through and um with your relationship with this other family how was that moment in the hospital being able like did you hold the baby did you yeah so um when he finally they were in the labor and delivery room and we had talked about it you know when you when you go through the contract phase of surrogacy there's, you know, if they don't want you to nurse the baby, they can put that in the contract. If they don't want you to do certain things, like it's all in the contract. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you have this contractual obligation, this legal obligation to uphold their wishes. And I was more than happy. And one of them was that they, um, they had both requested to be in the delivery room, which I was fine with. But again, we're talking COVID delivery time. And so yeah. I was nervous that the hospital wasn't going to allow them in the room. And they actually did. They made an exception wow. because of the situation. So um, it ended up being me and my husband and then um, both of them. So they got to be in there and, and they both. And how cool this be as a mom to like watch your child like wow, enter yeah. the world. Like <laughs> I keep trying to like relive that moment and just like imagine in my head like how awesome that must have been for her yeah. as a mom. Because like if you're delivering a child, you don't get to see it. I mean, yeah, there's mirrors yeah. or there's cameras or whatever. But like it's not the same. Like she got to see her child make his way into this world and just come out and like I think that's just so amazing like that's yeah. and I would not want to keep that from her at all yeah and that was just really neat to me that she got to be on that end of it yeah you know and have her baby and so he was born and um they put him on my chest for just a quick minute to while they cut the cord 
Mm -hmm. um, and dad got to cut the cord. So it was just, I think it was a really great experience for both of them. And then um, they kind of just cleaned him up and wheeled him out. And that was hard when, you know, you just, you had worked and you pushed and you did all this work for, you know, you're laboring and yeah. doing the pain and everything. And then there's no reward really other than seeing their glow and seeing yeah. them happy, mm -hmm. which is great. And it's, and it's amazing, but it is, it is difficult. I won't sugarcoat it. It was definitely difficult. Yeah. Um, and she, they, they went to their own room and they were able to have, um, their time and I respected that mm -hmm. um, and then about two hours later they had called and said hey you know we would we would maybe want you to nurse nurse the baby if if you're okay with that and I was like yeah bring him in and 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 then that made me feel better because I was like yeah oh, like am I gonna get to like what just happened like they just yeah. I don't get to see the <laughs> child and then it was like you know like it was it was great and then I knew that I had picked the right people because yeah. you know they they were like, no, we want you to nurse him. We want you to have some time with him. And, and they were really good about it. So it made me happy. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's like one of my most favorite things is that being able to nurse. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like a weird mom. Like I love all of that, you know, like yeah. everything that goes into that. And and that was like a big question for me because well, I think like that's... like a big connection, right, with yeah. your kids and that bond. Yeah. And I think that's why, she, I think initially, I think that's why maybe they didn't want me to nurse. Yeah. Because we had talked about it. We'd kind of gone back and forth. And I first had kind of set that boundary that, no, I didn't want to nurse the baby because I didn't want to get attached. Yeah. But then time went on and things kind of changed. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. It'd be okay here and there. Yeah. Just a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a bonding thing. So I totally respect her wishes and that and. Yeah. So is it something that you were nursing even after the hospital or was it just um, in the so hospital for I did, a little bit? I did. We did agree upon um, to pump for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I, I pumped and it, that part was really super difficult. And I felt horrible because not difficult because like I've had three kids and I've I've, uh, you know, I went back to work after just a short time and I pumped while I was at work. You know, my employer was really good about giving me that space is actually a beautiful gift to be able to give mm -hmm. to that family because I do believe that there is so much new, so many nutrients within yes. like getting that milk from your mom. Yes. And you know, I think that that's beautiful that you're even willing to do that because pumping is not easy. It's not. It is not it's a fun not. activity. No, it's not. <laughs> I hated it. When I yeah. went back to work with my babies and I was pumping, it was, I didn't I like it. it. I didn't enjoy it at work because of the time, like the time involved with it. And then you have to get everything set up and prepped. And then you have yeah. to do the, you do the deed and then you have to clean up after, right? Like you clean up and wash everything out and then go back to work. And it's a lot like yeah. 20 minutes of pumping turns into like 45 minutes pretty quick. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot, but, um, I think what I was going to say is that we had decided to continue with the nursing. And so I would pump breast milk for her and I would have to ship it back. Well, shipping it was interesting because how do you ship breast milk from one side of the country to the other yeah, side of the country without it melting? Crazy. And so we did a little bit of research, was trying to figure that out and turned out you needed dry ice. Well, middle of July, everybody wants to make homemade, homemade root beer, right? Yeah. There was no dry ice in Tooele. I mean, wow. I had to wait. It was crazy. So I had this stockpile in my freezer of all this milk. I'm like, I have it. I promise. Like oh, I'd wow. call her on the phone and she'd ask and she'd be like, well, just let me know when you're sending it. So I know, so I can check. So it doesn't melt. 
And then, like, I'd send her a big shipment all at once. And then I sent the second shipment, and she called. Or we were talking, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got it, but it's all melted. And I was like, oh, it didn't work. So the second time it didn't work because it was hotter. Wow. So it's just frustrating. There was a lot of, like, learning and up and downs and and different things. So then, yeah, so this time, I don't know how that's going to work this time. We've just kind of decided that maybe that's not the route we go. And Mm -hmm. I think probably just formula feeding this one is probably what will happen yeah so what made you decide to do this again I mean it was I mean afterwards there's probably all these emotions that are going on and like trying to figure out like if it was right for you or you know yeah I went through a time period where I just kind of told myself you know if they ask again I just kind of said I'll probably won't do it again but if they ask me I'll consider it and we'll just have to see where I'm at in my in our life so after you decided that, well, I guess the next question is, is what made you decide that it was going to be a good fit for you again? Um, just, I think just seeing some of the other options, cause I did talk to the agency again about maybe some other families and it just didn't feel right. It really didn't feel right to pursue others I don't know, there was just something about it, and I just felt like, no, like, it needs to be them, and I think my husband, I think my husband's actually the one that made the comment that it would be really neat for their family and for those kids to have the same biological DNA parents and to have the same mother carry them, Yeah. and that they would, like, so, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, they have the same, not that I'm their... I'm not their, I guess I am their birth. From the same Yeah, home. like, yeah, <laughs> like their birth mom. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Was your thinking in the first place, like, okay, I gave this gift to this family. There's probably other families who yes, don't have exactly. a first baby. And that's kind of how I thought it was like, do you give to one and not the rest? Or like, you know, if you yeah. can, if you can give a gift, shouldn't you be spreading, like spread the wealth? You yeah. Know, that was kind of my thing. And so I thought like I was going to try to pursue other families but then I just kept going back and I was like you know you could get somebody that seems great and then you have an awful experience and I didn't want that you yeah. know for either of us I never I wouldn't ever want the family to feel like I was an issue or I was um you know impeding their their life or causing issues with their their dream and their goal of having this baby yeah. and I just I wouldn't want that I wouldn't want that for anybody it wouldn't be a good a good thing so um yeah I don't know did I answer that (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I I think that would be I mean just having gone through what you went through with this first one and that feeling of giving that baby away and Mm -hmm. then just knowing within yourself that it was something that you wanted to do again I mean that would be a really hard decision because I think that's how I would feel is I'd be like, okay, I want to give this gift to multiple families, Mm -hmm. but it completely makes sense because I mean, there, there's probably some kind of beautiful bond that those boys or the boy and the girl can have, Mm -hmm. you know, by having come from the same mom and having that, that, you know, because I do feel like our babies kind of get something from us as we're carrying them. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's something to that and the bond that they'll have because of that. Yeah. There's definitely a bond there and a love there. Um, Genetically, though, like there's nothing, yeah, nothing of mine. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of a fun thing and being able to give them the gift of having the two. Are they? um, So you're you only have like two months left with mm -hmm. this pregnancy, right? Yep. 
And are you guys, so did you, before doing this, were you guys deciding that you guys were done with kids or? Yeah, we kind of, we kind of reached that decision and I just kind of felt like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to do daycare again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, he's five now at the time he was three and it was, I had finally just gotten the two older two in school and and in a good rhythm and I just was like you know I don't want to do diapers again I don't yeah. want to do that I don't want to I don't want to go back to work and pump again and you know maybe that's a little bit selfish of me but I just I was like you know I'm good I have my three boys and it's good we don't need to mess that up because yeah. it's good I know with me like I I come from a big family I'm the youngest mm-hmm. of six and I always wanted to have a big family and I'm like okay I'm gonna have eight kids and then like <laughs> after I had a baby I was like okay six kids and yeah. then yeah you're kind of like oh. after I had my second yeah. baby I was like okay well you know well that then after our second baby we struggled to be able to get pregnant yeah. again so after that I was like okay four babies because I'm like I don't know if I could go through this whole thing again you know because after trying for two years um, it just was too much like emotionally mm-hmm. to go through. And if I had to go through that every time I was, and I was, I had it all planned out. I was like, every two years I'm going to have a baby. Right. And so that yeah. way I can still be young when I have all my kids yeah. and still be able to do all the things. Right. <laughs> but then with that not working out, we actually did try for a fourth and, um, I had one of the, my worst, um, miscarriages. And mm. I think that was what like, just knowing how hard it was to get pregnant with that baby and then having to go through that whole experience of experiencing such an awful miscarriage. Um, my husband was a firefighter at the time, so he was at the fire station when I went through my miscarriage and I just had my three young kids with me at the time. And I remember I was like driving in traffic and, and all of a sudden, like I started having big contractions and I knew something wasn't right. And it was kind of this weird bonding moment with my kids where I did what I could to make it through the traffic jam, get home. It took me like 20 minutes. I was going through these really awful labor pains, driving through traffic, trying to get to a place where I could go help myself because I knew something wasn't right. And my little kids just kind of came to my rescue when they needed it, when I needed it, you know? And, um, for a while after that they remembered that day you know being able to help mom and they knew that they had a little brother or sister that wasn't going to end up being with us like they kind of weirdly like knew that and Mm -hmm. it was kind of this weird moment as a mom where even though my kids were like what they were two six and eight and they just kind of came to my rescue and helped me like make it through all the emotional stuff that I was going through because my husband wasn't there, you know? And I don't know, I think in that moment, like it was really a really hard decision after um, after that miscarriage to decide to not have any more. Like I, we kept going back and forth on it, but it was such a dangerous one that I went through that I was like, okay, it's not worth it, worth like, that risk risk. and the fact that like that beautiful bonding moment that I had with my kids it was just this like beautiful moment where I realized that they were what everything I needed in my life and Mm -hmm. it was like this complete moment for me you know so I don't know I just think this is like such a beautiful gift that you can give to people and um, do you think it's something, I don't know, it's probably not a question that I should ask, <laughs> but is it something that you think it, that you'll want to keep doing or is this like something that kind of completes you with 
kind of completing their family um, a little bit? <clears throat> I think I'm probably done after this one, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think I'll do it again. Um, even if they were to ask me, I don't think so. I'm just not... Life's too busy, and our kids are older now. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's, it's hard. It's difficult. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I think... I think I'm done. I think I feel... I feel complete in this little adventure, this little chapter of my life and, yeah. and doing this and exploring this, you know, it's... And you know what? I forgot we didn't even show some of your other pictures, but I kind of wanted to show a few more. So is this your first baby in both yes. of these? Yep. So okay. the first picture um, was probably closer to 20 four weeks maybe and then in the picture on the right with the just the white dress on um I was probably closer to I think 34 weeks so I was getting really close to the end you were such a beautiful pregnant woman also <laughs> yeah <laughs> I always tell people like I feel like I look like Shrek I love oh, my pregnancies <laughs> and they were like this beautiful thing for me and I love every moment of it but I look back on pictures and I'm like, that should never happen. <laughs> oh, whatever. Even though I did enjoy the experience, we are worse of it. critics, though. <laughs> yes, we think definitely. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love this picture. Actually, I think this is just a fun picture to show. I don't know, like your yeah. kids kind of just being a part of it, you know? Because yeah. it has to be a family adventure for you guys. It really is. Like it's really strengthened our family and helped us grow together, and to be grateful for what we have. And it's really. Um, there was a time where I really doubted myself as a mom and I didn't think that I had made the right choice in being a mother um, but this experience has really helped me to see and just to have a deeper appreciation deeper sense of love for my kids and like I said when I'm pregnant I'm a little more patient <clears throat> and I it's just it's really helped me grow yeah. with my kids um in this picture we actually went um camping and they just got super super dirty and I didn't even care I was like whatever you're boys boys are gonna be boys and my husband took the picture and I didn't I didn't want him to take the picture you know because you're pregnant and you know, all this yeah. stuff and he just he's like turn around so okay whatever so but yeah they they were very much involved in the whole process and um, like yesterday, we went and had an ultrasound for uh, fetal photos for uh, baby girl, and she smiled in one of the pictures. Mm -hmm. And my son Bridger, he's in the background there in that picture, the little tiny guy back there. Um, <clears throat> he he's like, oh, she smiled, and Alex like, yeah, she smiled. My husband Alex, he's like, she smiled because you, she heard you giggle, and. I think there's a lot behind that. Like, there's yeah. just, there is, so it was just really, really sweet, sweet moment for us. And they're, I know they don't fully understand it, but they understand. They know yeah. what's going on. They know that it's like, that it's not their baby. They know that. Like, we've made that very clear. Mm -hmm. And my middle child, Brody, he's kind of my little, he's got a little teen angst, even though he's only eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, he told me the other day he says mom if it's a, if it's a girl we should keep it and I'm like buddy it is a girl I'm like but no we can't keep it like, we designed it that way yeah I'm like yeah 
and that's hard. That's probably yeah. even a hard, a little hard to hear when yeah. you are talking to your own babies, right? Yeah, they keep playing with me. They're like, "Are you gonna have another baby, mom?" And like, I'll ask my eldest. I'll be like, "Do you want to be?" I'm like, "If we had a girl, would you be okay with that?" And like last night, I think it caught him off guard because he's he looked at me and he's all, "Uh huh," and then he's all, "No, I don't want any siblings. No." <laughs> But he's oldest, right? He's yeah. 10. He's, he's done with it. He's, he's like, I'm done with yeah, all yeah. these little people. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's cute. Mm-hmm. And especially the 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 thing that you said about them being dirty, right? I think there was a moment yeah. in my life, because I always grew up camping with having mm-hmm. such a big family. And you don't realize as a mom what your mom goes through, yeah. having to clean all the kids constantly and make sure oh. that nothing <laughs> makes it into your trailer or your tent, yeah. you know? And it's a big responsibility like when you take your family camping like you're not actually Mm -hmm. just sitting around relaxing you're doing everything and and I remember that moment for me too and our kids like it was kind of muddy in this camping area that we were at and they were just covered in mud and they were about the Mm -hmm. same ages as your kids in that picture and I remember like Brandon was freaking out my husband Brandon and he's just like oh get him clean all this and then finally we looked at each other and we're like What's the point? They're yeah. just going to go out and do it again in five minutes. <laughs> They're kids. You know, let them be kids, yeah. you know. And I think as moms, we actually kind of get down on ourselves more mm-hmm. than we need to. And I think something that I've learned throughout, like, being a mom is if you're questioning whether you're a good enough mom or not, you're usually probably <laughs> the best mom, right? Because if you realize that you're lacking in certain areas, mm-hmm. that means that you recognize that and you're trying to do something better for your family. And I think... A lot of times as moms, we're really hard on ourselves for those types of things. And I know with me, like whenever I miss anything for my kids, I freak Mm -hmm. out and I'm like, I'm the worst mom, you know, and I like I have these moments and I'm like, but I'm trying my hardest. Yeah. And I want to give this to Mm -hmm. them. And I just maybe need to look at how I'm doing things in life and maybe reevaluate my um, priorities you know, and I think that's the hardest thing is to realize that it's okay not to be perfect as yeah, a parent. <laughs> it is. That's... You can't be perfect. <laughs> yep. So this is probably, was this through COVID? Yeah, this was COVID. This was actually in one of the, um, so I would have to, probably the hardest part of the surrogacy for me was the daily injections. You have to take all these hormones. It's not just like a normal pregnancy. Like Oh, really? So, yeah. So um, there was an injectable hormone. I'm not really sure which one because there was like two, three hormones, but they would, um, it's an injectable hormone. You take it every day. Mm-hmm. You have to give your shot yourself a shot, either like in the buttocks or your arm or your leg. And I just, yeah, so it was, that was the hardest part. And then when you start that process, um, of that, and then the, the oral hormones that you take as well, then you have to go in for these checkups at the fertility center and I actually went into the Utah fertility center um, over in Murray and I would drive there maybe like sometimes it was once a week sometimes it was once every other week just to check everything out and see where everything was at and they wanted to check the reason for that is that they're checking that your lining of your uterus mm-hmm. to make sure it's a certain thickness and that it's acceptable and I guess prime to accept the embryo once it's implanted yeah. and so it's it's kind of interesting because you're you're monitoring and it's kind of slow and you kind of know what to expect and all of a sudden they're like okay you're ready and then you're like oh okay now we have to get flights I have to be on I need to go to New York and I need to be there by like this day wow and so I'd have to call her and be like okay we're ready and then she would talk to the clinic and they'd get everything worked out and so yeah it's just you kind of have to be very very flexible 
there's times where you have to just go with it and just trust the process. So you're going through all these shots and these hormones, this like pills and stuff that you're having to mm -hmm. take before you even have the baby implanted inside yes. of you. Yep. Wow. Even before, yep. long wow. before you even get to that part. There's a whole process. There's How long did that take? Like um, I think it or? was probably three or four weeks of injections and medicines. Wow. It just depends. Everybody's a little bit different. Our bodies are all different. Mm -hmm. um, my lining was a little bit thinner than they had liked to begin with. And then when they decided it was ready, that it was that we were good to go, it was still kind of, she told me, she's like, it's okay. And the clinic's probably okay with it. It's probably where we need to be. She's like, but I know for our standards, we'd want you to be a little bit more. Yeah. So... Wow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because yeah. it's like things you don't really think about. Yeah, you don't think about it. A lot of people don't know. And that's Dalton the day he was born. Mm. Yeah, that's when they brought him in and I got to hold him and see him after. Mm. So it was definitely, that right there is the reward. When I said there was no reward, it's like there is. You yeah. Know, knowing that you got to help another family experience this love and to know this to have that light in their lives that they never had before is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And there's the family with their baby. I love that. And we that get to do so it again. <laughs> and the babies might end up with the same birthday. Oddly enough, really? the timing of everything. <laughs> oh yeah, everything just kind of fell into place kind of the same same way. So could have same birthdays, we'll see. That's crazy. Yeah, he Oh. So have you so have you stayed in contact and like how how is that process with you guys like do you have any type of relationship or oh yeah we definitely have a relationship um, it's definitely different um, so the first surrogacy with Dalton and then this one um, it's definitely different there's definitely a lot more space because now they have Dalton to care for and they know what day-to-day -day is like being parents and moving through those motions and and just living day-to-day -day with a child it's hard it's, yeah. it's hard being a mom being a dad it can be very 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 hard um so there's definitely more space with this one um but we were able to go to um Miami and see them uh, about a year ago and um, we asked if they wanted to meet up for dinner, and they said yes. And we actually took those pictures at the oh okay those last pictures. We actually took those in outside of the restaurant after we had had dinner, and yeah. And don't mind my sunburn. I have a ridiculous sunburn. Like that was <laughs> crazy. I totally was like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. And then we put sunscreen on. I'm good. Oh no, don't don't. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. But he, he recognized both my voice and Alex's voice. He turned right over to us and really? was like instantly drawn. <laughs> so like you said, there's a connection there. There is. There's definitely something there. Yeah. Um, and then this past Valentine's Day, they sent me a, me and the boys, a Valentine's card. And if you read the card, it says, um, on the back side of that little card, it says uh, special delivery. And then this is this is the or this is the back on the front. It's a special delivery, but if you read it at the bottom, it is she signed it, um, cousin Dalton, and then um, it says to my cousin Holmes. Aww. So my cousins, yeah. That's super cute. So did the boys go with you to Florida? No, Alec and I just went. We needed a break. We needed yeah. just that, you know, mom dad time, and it was good for us because we haven't had that for a long time. We yeah. probably haven't had that since 
like just us probably since my first was maybe he was probably two our oldest was probably two so mm-hmm. like eight years ago it was wow. that long so it was needed you definitely needed that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know for uh, Brandon and I we actually do we usually do a trip for him and I and then one for the kids every mm-hmm. other year like we'll do one we big wanted, trip and yeah this last trip really opened our eyes and we we realize how much we need that time you don't yeah. realize it because you're just like oh we're good but it's like no we need to do this more for ourselves. You kind of get in the mode yeah. of just being parents and kind of just living your day to day. And because Brown and I both actually have our own businesses that we are like, I, I work for an agency, but like we both have to manage our own time with the work. And so it's hard for us to be like, okay, let's go on vacation, you know, but yeah. once you get on vacation together and you realize just that that you can get back to the way that you were mm-hmm. before kids and it's just about you and your partner and this beautiful moment that you get to reconnect it's like one of those things that you're like okay we got to do this all the time yeah. <laughs> but we I mean we just went on a vacation with our kids and my kids are like teenagers right and going on vacation with your kids is exhausting <laughs> I love every minute of it <laughs> but, but it's you need sometimes. a vacation from your yeah, vacation <laughs> yeah. yeah so what would you say if you were to if you had somebody that was thinking about being a surrogate mother like what kind of advice would you give to them and um you know would you recommend it for people to do I I would recommend it um I think if you are open-minded and you are willing to not to say you're a puppet because you still have your own Like, you can still decide, you can still say no, you can still set boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. and everything's agreed upon contractually, but I think if you can be open to certain requests, or be open to the fact that, yeah, you have to give yourself a shot every day, you know, is that a possibility for you? You are going to put hormones in your body, is that something you even want to do? Yeah. Um, But if you can get through that side of it, and physically you can carry a baby full term, do it. Like, it's an amazing gift to give somebody, and I think that there should be more um not that the not that the world needs more people but i think families need more love right like we can always yeah. we can always spread more love and then by growing families that's what we're doing essentially is is growing love and trying to trying to build a better world so yeah well, i love that i know that going through not being able to have a kid is such a an awful experience to have to go through and mm-hmm. i really really love your story because it actually just hits home for me on so many levels and you know like not even knowing whether I was going to have more be able to have more kids and luckily I was but giving that gift to somebody else is probably the most beautiful gift you could ever give and on such a loving level because you really do have to (laughs) be able to give up something that you've been carrying for nine months you know and and I think that's probably would be the hardest part for me, you know, but that is mm-hmm. such an amazing gift, such a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad I get to start my podcast off with you because, <laughs> you know, I, I love being a mom mm-hmm. and I love the whole experience. And again, like we've said, like being a mom is not easy. No. Nope. And it's... you have your ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You have times when you want to pull your hair out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have times um... where you're like, why am I even doing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you have those moments where you are, you know, you're just so hard on yourselves because we try so hard 
to be the perfect mom, to mm -hmm. be the perfect parents, because we know that that job is the most important job above all. And mm -hmm. we're having to have these children actually be adults one day and being able to have them go out on their own. My son's just graduating this year. And it's crazy to think that one day, long, long time ago, I held this little teeny thing in my arms and now he's like, taller than I am and he's, I he's turning into an adult and he's got to go live his own life and we all just hope to be good enough parents that they're going to be beautiful kind human beings and yeah. give to the world and I think you are the perfect example for that and giving to the world giving to this family and there's so much love that comes with that and um, I don't even know this other family but thank you for being such a beautiful yeah. part of this world I mean thank you it's amazing so Anyways, thank you guys for joining us. This was really fun. I love getting to know you a little bit more, Jess. And I, I mean, if you guys have ever thought about doing it, like this is a lot of information. There's a lot to take yeah, in here. there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, giving the gift of motherhood, of having the family that you want to have is the most beautiful thing. I, I cherish every moment that I get to have with my family. And this is such a beautiful gift. And... I hope that you guys really loved being able to hear this and I hope to see you guys soon and um, come join us like subscribe hit your notifications um, yeah I'd love to have you guys back so you guys have an amazing day all you mothers out there happy Mother's Day and you are amazing um, amazing part of our world so love you guys and see you guys soon
open-minded and you are willing to not to say you're a puppet because you still have your own, like you can still decide, you can still say no, you can still set boundaries um, and everything's agreed upon contractually. But I think if you can be open to certain requests or be open to the fact that, yeah, you have to give yourself a shot every day, you know, it's not a possibility for you. You are going to put hormones in your body. Is that something you want to do? Yeah. Um, but if you can get through that side of it and physically you can carry a baby full term, do it. Like it's an amazing gift to give somebody. And I think that there should be more, um, not that the, not that the world needs more people, but I think families need more love, right? Like we can always, we can always spread more love. And then by growing families, that's what we're doing essentially is, is growing love and trying to, trying to build a better world. So, yeah, I love that. I know that going through not being able to have a kid is such a, an awful experience to have to go through. And Mm -hmm. I really, really love your story because it actually just hits home for me on so many levels and, you know, like not even knowing whether I was going to have more, be able to have more kids. And luckily I was, but giving that gift to somebody else is probably the most beautiful gift you could ever give. And on such a loving level, because you really do have to (laughs) be able to give up something that you've been carrying for nine months, you know, and, And I think that's probably would be the hardest part for me, you know, but that is Mm -hmm. such an amazing gift, such a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad I get to start my podcast off with you because, (laughs) you know, I, I love being a mom Mm -hmm. and I love the whole experience. And again, like we've said, like being a mom is not easy No, and you have your ups and downs. Mm -hmm. You have times when you want to pull your hair out. Oh yeah. (laughs) You have times where you're like, why am I even doing this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you have those moments where you are, you know, you're just so hard on yourselves because we try so hard to be the perfect mom, to mm-hmm. be the perfect parents, because we know that that job is the most important job above all. And mm-hmm. we're having to have these children actually be adults one day and being able to have them go out on their own. My son's just graduating this year. And it's crazy to think that one day, long, long time ago, I held this little teeny thing in my arms and now he's like taller than I am and he's, he's turning into an adult and he's got to go live his own life. And we all just hope to be good enough parents that they're going to be beautiful, kind human beings and then give to the world. And I think you are the perfect example for that and giving to the world, giving to this family. And there's so much love that comes with that. And um, I don't even know this other family, but thank you for being such a beautiful yeah. part of this world. I mean, thank you. It's amazing. So anyways, thank you guys for joining us. This was really fun. I love getting to know you a little bit more, Jess. And I, I mean, if you guys have ever thought about doing it, like this is a lot of information. There's a lot to take yeah, in here, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, giving the gift of motherhood of having the family that you want to have is the most beautiful thing. I, I cherish every moment that I get to have with my family. And this is such a beautiful gift. And I hope that you guys really loved being able to hear this and I hope to see you guys soon and um, come join us, like subscribe, hit your notifications. Um, 
yeah, I'd love to have you guys back. So you guys have an amazing day. All you mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. You are amazing. You are the world that keeps our generations going and you are amazing, um, amazing part of our world. So love you guys and see you guys soon.